Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God and allow it to transform our lives and be sure it will. There's power in the Scripture. And as we obey it, our lives will never be the same, obviously. We, be, we get in tune with what God wants, in alignment with the will of God, and boy, life changes, and in time, for the better. Sometimes there's trials in the beginning, it's God is changing, but for the better. Anyway, we're talking, we've been talking this week about the subject of giving. And this is a big week and year-end giving, a big week and a big month for, for ministries, Christian and non-Christian, non-profits, through their year-end giving campaigns. And so we just want to talk about how to give wisely. We give to our church, we give to charitable organizations that help the poor and needy, and we give to, to ministries that are, are furthering causes and ideas that we believe in. And we've talked about how the number one cause we really should be supporting is the gospel. The gospel is the hope for our nation. And indeed, how we invest our money and our charitable funds show what we value and what we believe to be important. Today, I'd like to talk about the subject of, of supporting the ministries and the leaders that have benefited you. It almost ought to go without saying, I would think, that if you, if you are benefited from something, a way to show gratitude is through financial material support. And that's what Paul talked about in, in Galatians chapter 6. He just gives the instruction. The one who was taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches them. Ought to go without saying. I think there's two reasons for this. One is gratitude, as we mentioned earlier. But secondly, is because you say, wow, this ministry has benefited me. I want it to benefit others. And you want to be directing funds towards the ministries you want to be, be successful. Obviously, if something's impacted you, you'd like it to impact others. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 as well. And here he's talking about how he has certain rights that he's not going to enforce or demand. He's talking about in the context in the church there, the people were asserting rights that were dividing the church. And he uses his own life in the life of uh, he and Barnabas as an example that they had rights, but they were not going to assert them because they wanted to have unity in the church. He had the right to be financially supported by the Corinthians. They weren't doing it. And he could have asserted his right, but he didn't. In the context, he's laying out the case of this right. And here's what he says. The plowman ought to plow in hope and the thresher to thresh in hope of sharing the crops. What's he referring to here? What's this mean? That he's, he is the plowman. He's the thresher. And he's sowing the seed. He's, he's doing the work of God, building the kingdom. And he's referring to the Corinthians as the crop, shall we say. And here's what he says. If we sow spiritual things in you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? And then, But then, of course, he goes on and says, I'm not going to assert this right. And he talks about how he has a duty to God and an obligation to God to be sowing the word and building people and preaching the word. But he's also saying that he does have that right if he wanted to assert it. Now, can I be honest? This is awkward for me to be talking about because here I am teaching you right now. And I'm saying what I'm saying because it's in the Word of God, not because I want you to sit down and write out a check to our ministry today or something like that. 
you're certainly welcome to do so, but that's not my motive. In fact, a very key thing that was drilled into me as a young Christian was that, that we're not in it for the money. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, shepherd the, to the leader, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness. In other words, if you're a, if you're a Christian leader and you're listening today, we're, we're not to be doing it for the money. We're doing it for because it's a call of God upon our lives. Now, on the other hand, he's saying it's appropriate for people to be providing. It's appropriate for those who receive material, spiritual blessing to have returned material blessing. It's appropriate for the one who's taught the word to share all good things with the one who teaches. It's appropriate that those who preach the gospel should make their living from the gospel. And yet, we who do that don't do it for the money. We've got to have our motives right. The Pharisees, it says, were the lovers of money. Jesus often rebuked them because they were. it seemed like they were after the money. And of course, we know in our day and age that should anyone be in it for the money, and people who, who uh, apparently are, Christian leaders who are, get a tremendous amount of criticism and, um, and, and indeed criticism from the unbelievers who it makes it seem like they're just in it to take advantage of the sheep. I've always claimed, someone told me years ago, Tom, serve the Lord. The pay may not be great, but the retirement plan is out of this world. And indeed, that's what all of us ought to be living for is those eternal rewards. But particularly in ministry, it is a service. It is a ministry. And so because it's awkward, I would like to share just a little bit of some stories that have influenced my life on this subject, because yes, I mean, I'm not doing this that you might give to our ministry, and yet this is a time we're fundraising as well. So just a little insight into me personally I'd like to share with you. We In 1994, I prior to that, I'd been a pastor in a church, and I was supported by our church tithes and offerings that were there, came in the uh, offering and had been and had been actively supplied for. We were living in San Diego, California, and, and uh, uh, and God had enabled us to save a little bit of money, and we had some money in savings, and we were doing fine, and I enjoyed our church, and I loved the flock, I loved the people, and it just seemed like a, I had a wonderful job, shall we say, a wonderful ministry, and yet God was calling me back onto the campus. And I will say that one of the fears I had during that time was I knew I would have to figure out how to support ourselves. I knew I'd have to figure out how, how am I going to make this work? And I would work with an organization we had called Great Commi- GCM at the time, Great Commission Ministries, has since changed its name to Reliant, a fine ministry that helps Christian organizations raise, uh, Christian ministers raise funds for their ministry. Well, I remember talking to Roz and saying, I'm confident God will provide. I have no doubt at all God will provide for us. My fear is it won't start really coming in until all this savings that we've had is gone and we're down to nothing. And that was my fear. Well, you know, that kind of reflected something I felt about God that might not have been right. And dare I say that when we did raise support and we did leave that job, the salary job, and raise support, God has been faithful and has always provided for us. We have never had a month where we did not have what we needed, never once. During this time, God has taught me some neat things. There are people, even I know people who watch here, who have given so incredibly generously. Some people have given 
tens of thousands of dollars to our ministries over the years, and I'm so grateful to them because, wow, what else, what think what they could have done with that money for themselves, and instead they are valuing this work that we're doing. I'm so grateful. I know God sees that, and I believe they have great rewards in heaven. And I know you're watching today, so you know who you are, and thank you. I've also had people, but most of our ministry is supported by people who give $25 to $100 a month or so. And that's the bulk of those of those who contribute to our ministry. And a lot of gifts like that, they add up over time. They add up, again, month by month, year by year. Some people have given a lot of money, even though that they're in that range of just giving a monthly gift of that nature. But I've also had people who've given very small amounts, and it's had a very big impact on me. Remember I told you back in 1994 when I was kind of worried how would this all work out, and I was in this training down in in Myrtle Beach. They had a week training for GCM, and while I was there, there was our LT LT life training um, um, for college students was there, and several hundred of our students were down there, and I spoke one night, gave a message, God really used me. And afterwards, there was a couple that was on their honeymoon that had been evangelized just that day and were met on the beach. And as I was afterwards, they stuck around. They were so moved by my message that he wanted to give me some money. And he gave me an envelope with some money. They're on their honeymoon. This young couple just starting out. I don't think they had very much at all. I opened it up later. They'd give me $2. Now, that might not seem like a whole lot, compared, especially compared to what some of you I know give and what others give. But boy, that had an impact on me. I'll tell you, ever since, when I spend even $2 now, I think, am I, am I making good use of the money God has given me, or am I wasting it? That small gift had such an impact upon me, because I know it was given out of a heart of gratitude. I was in India a number of years ago, and I'd spoken, and you know, we're out in a village where people are very, very poor, and afterwards, there were several women who came to give me money. I don't need their money. I mean, here, I mean, it's cost me thousands of dollars to go and to be having this tour of India. And so many, you know, several of them and, and my host said, you, you should take it. They're learning to give. They're learning to honor those who teach them. I received it, went back and looked, and I'd probably gotten four or five gifts from these women. Most of them were like about 10 rupees. Rupees worth two cents. That's 20 cents. And yet again, how that impacted me, because this was like the widow's might in scripture. Amen. This was like someone who gave generously. The point being, God uses, uh, one thing I've noticed in our ministry, God uses people who give very small amounts. That impacts me in a very important way to see that what I'm doing matters because that small amount might mean a lot to them. And God has used people who who regularly give a, an amount they can afford. And God has used some people, God has brought several people in our ministry who give an exorbitant amount of money, and they really help us a lot, and I'm so grateful. In every case, it honors God because they give according to their ability. God has blessed some people with the ability to give a tremendous amount of money, and God has blessed other people with less, but they give what they can. And in all these cases, we honor God, and we're grateful and thankful for the the way they express their appreciation for what they learn. And so I say this with me, and I say this, there's other people I know that impact you. Let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. If you have been blessed by people teaching you the word, having impact on your life, make sure you thank them. 
Uh, some of them may not be a full-time ministry, and, and maybe just remember them at Christmas time. Remember them with a special gift of some sort that shows your appreciation. It might not be a money gift. It might be you buy them something. Words of encouragement, prayers of encouragement, notes of encouragement, and financial support, all of which mean so much to those who give, expecting nothing in return. That's how most of us are. We don't expect anything. We give and we give because we're called of God, but we're blessed when people, it's icing on the cake. The reward comes from God. Any thanks we get here, it's icing on the cake, but it's meaningful. And so to those of you who do support our ministry, I'm grateful. Thank you. I appreciate you more than you realize. And I thank God. I pray for you. Grateful for you. Amen. Father in heaven. I want to thank you for these kingdom principles that we've been seeing this week, these kingdom principles of finance. And as we think, Lord, of the money you've entrusted to us, we want to be faithful with it to invest it in what really matters. All of us, Lord, we want to make our our resources count. We want to make them count for eternity. We want to thank you today for the people who have had an impact on our lives. I'm grateful, Lord, for the the people who have loved me and taught me and encouraged me. And Father, I know they weren't doing it for the money. They were doing it because they were called of God and because they loved me. And I'm grateful for them. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to have shown appreciation, not only with my words, but in tangible and financial ways. I thank you, Father, for your faithful provision for us. You're the source, but I thank you how you've used so many people, some even here watching today, who have so graciously and kindly and sacrificially given to our ministry because they appreciate our work. And I thank you for them, Lord. Well, it's such an awesome thing. Lord, I thank you that none of this is forced. None of it is compulsory. It's all voluntary. Thank you, Lord. We're not some tyranny that twists people's arms to get their money or manipulates them. Lord, I want to thank you for my ministry partners, because I know every one of them gives voluntarily because they want to, and I appreciate that, and I bless you. We thank you for your ways, and we thank you for how you work in each of our lives, and we pray it in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me today, and thanks for bearing with me today as I share a little bit of my own heart. As I said, it's a little awkward to talk about something that it might seem like it's I'm saying it to benefit me. Well, I know I would benefit, but I'm saying it because it's what the scripture teaches and I want to encourage you in it. So whether you're giving towards TSCM and you think of us, and if you are, go to my website, tomthepreacher.com, where you can give online or you can find out how to give through the mail. Or if there's others beyond me who've benefited you, remember them. Have it in your way, whether it's big or small. Be grateful to the people who've made a difference in your life. We're grateful to Jesus, and we're grateful to the ones that Jesus uses in our life. Hey, if you're new with us, I hope you'll subscribe to the channel and be with us regularly. Leave a like and leave a comment, if you will. I always like those here. Share this with your friends. To those of you here every day, it is my privilege to be sharing the word with you because I know I'm sowing God's seed on good soil, and that is rewarding to me. Thanks for being here. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.